I went to Manchester University to, well, Manchester Met to study business management. And um, I didn't register, but I went down to where I thought my lecture was meant to be. And um, I had, uh, I'd, I'd sat in the room for about half an hour, got very, very bored. I was convinced I was in the wrong room and I never went back. So I went back to my, my, my halls of residence. And um, about three months later, I went down to the university and dropped out. But I did only go to the one lecture. It just took me a, a while to officially drop out. Welcome to Screw It, Just Do It, brought to you by Startup You, inspiring and supporting entrepreneurs to make a full-time living doing what you love. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, fellow entrepreneur, Virgin mentor, and founder of Startup You, the regional partner of Virgin Startup, providing startup funding, mentoring, and support. Each episode features the stories from two entrepreneurs at different stages in their journey who talk us through their successes and failures. You get to take on board all of their learnings and none of the failure. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hayes, who are the number one recruiting experts in the UK. Whether you're searching for your perfect job or looking to scale your business by building the perfect team, go to hayes.co.uk, quoting Startup You. Welcome to episode 59 of Screw It, Just Do It. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, and on today's show, I welcome Stephen Bartlett, co-founder of Social Chain. Now, the first interview I ever did was Stephen Bartlett's back in early 2017. And reason for re-releasing the podcast is one, it still remains the most popular podcast that I've ever released. And two, we are launching in Manchester in just two weeks on March 21st. And we welcome as part of the live events, social chain co-founder, Don McGregor, Stephen's co-founder. So I thought it was a great place to revisit this talk by Stephen, um, and I hope that you all enjoy listening to it if you haven't listened to it way back when we first started the podcast. So for a bit of background, Social Chain is an award-winning and hugely innovative social media marketing agency with a collective reach of over 200 million millennials across their platforms and an enviable global client portfolio that includes all the big names such as Apple, McDonald's, BBC, uh, Boohoo, um, Puma, Warner Brothers, you name it, they're part of their clientele. A social chain was set up in 2014 by two young entrepreneurs, Stephen Bartlett and Don McGregor, who both dropped out of university to pursue their business venture. Stephen Bartlett moved to Manchester to originally enroll on a business management course at Manchester Metropolitan University, but that didn't last long with the business vision he had on the side. Stephen wanted to create a social media-assisted platform based on common interests and university life designed to connect students in the same city. He envisions it as a place where students from the same cities could connect to share anything from advertising an event to selling old textbooks a gum tree for students. So with that in mind, he dropped out of university to focus his energy on Wallpark. Whilst working to grow Wallpark, one of the main things Stephen learned more about was the behaviour of young people on social media, particularly on Twitter. During this time, Stephen stumbled upon a Twitter page aimed at students run by a student at Edinburgh University. His name was Dominic McGregor. Don was posting extremely funny and relatable student content that in turn attracted thousands of followers. He 
he saw the opportunity to use these platforms to connect a brand with its audience. If there was a way to weave a brand's message seamlessly into the page, an engagement and following wouldn't suffer. Stephen wanted to create it. So Stephen got in touch with Dom and shared his vision. And soon enough, he ended up ditching his studies too. Together, they set up Social Chain. So would love for you to come and listen to Dom talk about how he set up Social Chain, monetized the online business that they have. We've also got Luke Massey from Vibe Tickets, and we've also got Sasha Atherton from Premier Parents. It's going to be an awesome event. All you need to do is go to our Eventbrite page, Startup U, or go to our Facebook page, Startup U Limited, where you can buy tickets from just £10, which include welcome drinks as well. It really is going to be an awesome evening. I'm super looking forward to it and would love for you to be there. So without further ado, Nick, this week's episode, let's go over to Stephen, who's going to tell us exactly what he's excited about right now. There is a lot I'm excited about right now, and it'd be quite hard to go through everything. I think... Um, Fortunately, every day that I come into work, I'm, I'm quite naturally excited. There's a few projects, though, that we're, we're working on, which involve sort of media and uh, sort of setting up a new media company that I'm particularly excited about at the moment. Um, I can't go into too much detail about that, unfortunately, until things are concrete. And there's also a few other projects which we're working on around personal branding, which I'm, I'm very excited about. Um, and lastly, I've just become a vlogger, so I'm vlogging myself every single day. This uh, this uh, interview as well, this podcast is being um, vlogged as we speak as well. So that's been exciting to watch because it's given me a platform to reach more young people who are on a similar journey to the one that I was on when I was 18. Brilliant. That's, uh, that sounds great. And um, looking to the vlogging and um, your background in social media, would you, would you go personal brand or would you go company if you were advising someone starting out right now? What do you think is the, the key component to be a, a social influencer doing it through a personal brand or, or through a company? Um, it really depends on the company. Um, not every company makes sense to develop your personal brand, right? So if you're selling computer servers, let's say, might not make a huge amount of sense. Or if you're selling sort of, um, uh, let me give another example. Uh, well, yeah, so there, there are some instances where we've come across where we felt that the, the priority in order to grow that business shouldn't be building out the, the CEO's personal brand. And then the next question becomes, does, does the, the CEO or the leader or the, the MD have the talent to support building their brand? Because that's not always the case as well. So, um, yeah, and it really, really depends on the business. There are some businesses where it's very obvious that um, a p- building a personal brand makes a lot of sense. Businesses in particular, like that include um, brands where you're selling a product, a new type of product. So that could be where you're selling a face scrub or you're selling um, protein shakes or something like that. Those things can be very closely attached to a person and they, those can live and die off the back of the, the, the face that's selling it. Okay, very, very good answer. And going back to yourself when you started, what was the initial motivation? Um, when I first started out in business or when I started uh, yes. the company? Yeah, so I heard you, you, you started university. Um, is the story true that after one lecture, you, you dropped out to start your own business? Yeah, okay. So I, I went to Manchester University to, well, Manchester Met to study business management. And 
um, I didn't register, but I went down to where I thought my lecture was meant to be. And um, I had, uh, I'd, I'd sat in the room for about half an hour. I got very, very bored. I was convinced I was in the wrong room and I never went back. So I went back to my, my, my halls of residence and um, about three months later, I went down to the university and dropped out. But I did only go to the one lecture. It just took me a, a while to officially drop out. Um, and yeah, I, I had a few ideas for a few different businesses, um, all centered in, in around the student world and building a student communication medium of some type. Um, and I ended up building Woolpark um, and spending the next sort of two years of my life raising investment, building a team um, and marketing Woolpark and learning everything I needed to learn about business, which ultimately at the age of 21 uh, led me on to starting Social Chain, which is the company that I run I run now and I have run for the last two years, which was established when I was 22. I was going to say, your question was, what, um, what was my motivations to start my business when I was, um, when I was 18? Yeah. I think the answer to that is um, I got to the point where I realized that a degree from this university wasn't going to get me where I needed it to, to become who I wanted to become. So I was very, very clear in the fact that I wanted to be an entrepreneur um, I went to run businesses. That's what, I, what excited me. That was the, the appealing challenge in my life always. And um, I, I didn't believe the three years sitting in this lecture theater was going to teach me how to become an entrepreneur. Or I, and, so, and that was very quickly sort of, uh, val- sort of validated that belief within three months of dropping out where I actually started learning lessons about business, how to set up a company, how to get investors. I learned all those things just by doing it. Um, my my desire to become an entrepreneur, I'm not really I'm not really sure where that's come from. I've always wanted to build things and create things, and I've never seen anything that stood in the way between having a, an idea and making that happen. And I think that when I think about um, why I am here now, it, it, I think that's probably the easiest way to explain it. There's never been a barrier or a hurdle in between me thinking of an idea. And me believe and the destination of it ever happening in my head. So I've always believed that I can get there, um, even when I probably couldn't. Yeah, that, that, that's fantastic. And um, going back to, I suppose when you when you when you were growing up, what was where your purpose, where your why's come from? I read that you wanted to to create your own birthdays and your own Christmases, for example, because there was never much money going round. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about where that purpose, where that drive comes from? Yeah, so when I was, um, I think, probably about 12 to 14, um, we didn't get any sort of Christmases or birthdays or anything like that because my family were very, we just didn't have the money, to be honest. Um, and at the same time, my mum and dad were working such ridiculous hours that they were never really in the house. So my mum would work, she'd get up at 6 a.m. and she'd often come back at about 1 or 2 a.m. So I really never saw her through that period of my life. So I became my own boss when I was 12 to 14, I think it was about 13 maybe, I became my own boss. And what that meant was that if I was going to have the things I saw my friends have in school, I was going to uh, get those things off my own means. And I, so I think those four or five years of my life taught me that if you want something, it's only um, going to be achieved through your own efforts. There's no, there's no external force. There's no mummy or daddy. There's no handout. Uh, and I also had, had learned um, that I had a, a pretty good talent for getting what I wanted through selling or through being quite honest, being able to convince people um, of certain ideas and things like that. So 
that coupled with the fact that I had no choice led me to starting my own business when I was about 14 or 15 years old. Um, and that, you know, that was a terrible business, a horrific idea and it failed. Um, and then I started another one at 16. Um, this whole time I'd been running small businesses. I was the, I was the kid in school selling fags and I was the kid selling sweets and things like that. Um, but, uh, and I was making good money from selling cigarettes on, on, in secondary school. Please don't tell my teachers I said that. Um, <laughs> But my first real business was when I was 16. That's when I, I, I had a name, I had a website. It was on the business directories. Um, and that was a business I called Excite, which is basically an under-18 event for, for young people. Um, and I was able to get thousands of young people on sometimes eight or nine days' notice to come to a venue and to pay five pounds to enter. Often those events were just my birthday, repurposed as end-of-summer party. Um, and I, if I go on the Facebook page I created when I was 16 from 2000, I can't remember, it was a long time ago, there's 2,500 people in my city saying that they're coming to this event. Um, and there's photographers, there's press, there's all these people. And that was just, that was my birthday party. I called it an end of summer party. And so I'd throw about three or four parties a month and the whole of the city would turn out and pay a lot of money. So, Yeah. That's amazing. Do you, do you think the key skill or one of the key skills for, for anybody starting out in business is that ability to sell? I think fundamentally, um, I think it's very important for entrepreneurs. I think there are certain types of business where you maybe don't need to sell face-to-face as such. You're, you might need to know how to sell online. But I think for entrepreneurs who are building businesses and building teams, you are selling at all times. You're selling to your team. You're selling a vision every single day. You're selling to your investors. You're selling you know, in order to get money. You're selling to your clients, in our case, people like you know, the biggest brands in the world, convincing them to, 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 to back us and go with our ideas. And you're selling at every opportunity. Um, and I think the single most important skill for anybody to learn in their life is the ability to sell, whether it's selling yourself to a girlfriend or selling yourself to... Uh, employer, I think sales is fundamentally the heart of everything. And what uh, what type of brands are you, you currently working with, Steve? What are you, who are you excited to be working with right now? Um, we work with uh, at the moment Apple, big brand. Um, there's a few that I probably can't say because they're not just signed. But we work with I think the three the three biggest brands in the world. So um, Apple being one of them, I think they're one of the three biggest brands in the world. Um, who else am I really excited about right now? I really love working with boohoo.com. I've got a really good relationship with, with the family there. So um, they own Pretty Little Thing. They just acquired nastygirl.com today, which is a huge, you know, hundreds of millions of pounds um, fashion retailer in the US. They also own Boohoo Man. So I've been working with those, those four companies for the last eight or nine months. Um, who else do I really enjoy working with on a daily basis? We work with Universal, Microsoft, Warner, um, we've worked with Fox on a lot of their movies. We're working on Warner Brothers movies at the moment. Um, um, Puma, loved working with those over the last couple of months. We've released a few shoes and things like that with them. Um, I could go on, but I just, my memory isn't that great. <laughs> no, it's all, all A-list, so that, that's unbelievable. Um, and, I, and I read somewhere, it looks like, uh, are you coming up to like three years old and you're going to be turning over something like double digits, like 10 million, something like that? Oh, we're, we're, we're two years old now. And yes, that's, that's, uh, that's true. Wow. And what, what does the family uh, think now? Um, I don't actually, I mean, I think, I think they're proud. They tell me they're proud. So yeah. um, I don't spend much time like, uh, I don't spend much time collecting um, compliments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think 
uh, uh, people often say that to me. They say, um, you must be so proud of yourself or uh, you must be chuffed. But I really, I feel like I don't have the time to be chuffed and I don't have the time to be proud of, of anything. And we're so focused on forward that we don't spend much time dwelling because, you know, I think that might breed complacency and uh, sooner, you know, before you know it, you've lost everything. So we stay, I stay quite paranoid and I, I, am, I guard against complacency in that regard. Sure. And you've got, is that correct? You've got four offices now. You've got uh, Manchester, London, New York and, and Berlin where you've, you've literally just got off the plane from today. That's correct. And f- future growth, you're looking at any other locations or do you think that pretty much gives you good leverage for what you're, where you're working at the moment and the brands you're working with? Yeah, at the moment, those are the markets that have, are important to us. Um, we are growing the business out in various other ways. Some of our service offerings are becoming their own businesses, um, which is quite exciting. So, and we're also growing a lot of our media brands. So we've, we own big media brands like Sporf, like um, um, Student Problems, which is the fastest growing student community in the world. It's growing by about 170,000 students a week at the moment, and it has been for the last five, five months or something. Um, we own Love Food, which has uh, got uh, 9 million food followers. And these like media brands that we own now, we're really developing those into, into being the sort of um, the media companies of the future. And um, tell me, the audience who, who might not be aware of what you do, what would you describe influencer marketing as? So, so influencer marketing is just m- marketing, sending out branded messages or marketing messages via influential um, people or communities, right? So we at Social Chain, we do two things. We are A, a marketing agency. That's where the, you know, we work with these big brands doing exciting things from like disruptive live streams. So one of our brands, we've made them trend on Twitter for 10 weeks in a row. Uh, Yesterday they trended number second again. So that's 10th week in a row. Um, We'll be doing stuff on Snapchat for them. We do really exciting, almost, hacking these platforms type marketing work to get them mass exposure. And that's really where we've made a big name for ourselves. Um, the second part of social chain is we call it media chain. And that part owns hundreds of big influential communities from the communities I just named then to the biggest fitness page on Twitter in the world, the biggest cupcake page in the world with 2 million followers, the biggest, you name it, football skills page, FIFA page. Um, dog page, cat page, a page with 500,000 people that's just a colour, different colours. And so we own hundreds of these massive communities and have mass reach through them. Um, so, and Social Chain works with Media Chain to deliver um, explosive um, campaigns. And that's basically what's grown us, this real understanding of how social media works because we acquired these um, big media assets, not just the assets, but also the people that had created them so this room that I'm in right now is full of, you know, nearly, uh, there's probably 70 people in here and a lot of them built millions and millions of followers in their bedroom. So they have a really unique knowledge. Um, so yeah, network and knowledge, we call it, uh, is basically what social chain is. Big network of influence and a huge amount of knowledge which built that influence. That's brilliant. And, and if you were... <laughs> cool. And, and if you were giving advice on anybody starting out now and looking to build their own network from scratch, what, what, what would your advice be? Any couple of, couple of tips that you could give? If it's a case of building a big community online, I would focus on finding a niche that you believe, A, you're passionate about, you're uniquely qualified to, um, to own. So that it could be from experiences or uh, a passion you, you have or a job you have or something like that. 
Um, and then I would focus on, um, it's a long process of trial and error when it comes to growing a community, understanding what content is resonating most with, with the audience. But I would start producing content today without any sort of real science behind it and then collect the data on how the content you're pushing out to this community is performing. Because some types of content on different platforms achieve different results. So we know, for instance, that there's a certain type of content for Instagram which grows your page the most, even though it gets less engagement. And all of the answers to all of the questions around data and what's working, what's not, can be found in the analytics section if you are um, care enough to look. Um, so, and you've got to have patience when, when building a big network or a big community online. Uh, I remember our first ever page, we'd done 400 tweets and we had 400 followers. <laughs> the next 400 tweets, we got to 100,000 followers. But had we not done that first 400, we wouldn't have got there. And that's often been the case for a lot of our communities where it's, you know, you've got to put a year into it mm. and you'll wake up in a year's time and you'll have hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people. But at the start, you know, there's not, not really a whole, uh, a whole lot of gratification. And are there any platforms that you are more focused on at the moment or, or, or new platforms or newer platforms that are coming out that are still growing that you think people should be looking at and, and, and getting to, to grow literally from, from the early stages? Facebook, I think, is the most interesting at the moment. Okay. So and I, it's not even an old platform, but these platforms are, they evolve so much that they become the opportunities that exist on Facebook in this moment didn't exist six months ago. So if you'd asked me, if you'd asked me one year ago for that answer, it would mm. not have been Facebook. But in the last six months, it's now become Facebook. And yeah, that's my answer. So I still think that despite being on episode number 59, that remains one of the most insightful uh, interviews I've done. Um, especially if you're in the sphere of personal branding, in, in marketing, in growing a brand, growing a business. A gazillion things uh, that I could talk about from a relatively short interview. Um, one of them I'm going to touch on is subject of education. So um, is a degree exactly what you need to get you to where you want to be? Um, Stephen said he didn't see three years being sat in lectures, learning information that was already old uh, as being beneficial to getting him to where he wanted to be. I listened to something um, very similar, um, listening to the uh, Ask Gary V audio book um, recently. He said, you know, said a very similar thing. Uh, he learned by doing it, which is exactly where Stephen learned his business lessons, well, by simply going out and doing it in, in the real world, so to speak, rather than learning the theory of it. Um, having been to university and also run a business, I can without doubt see um, both sides of the coin. I thoroughly enjoyed university, but probably not really for the learnings. I cut from it, in all honesty. It was three of the best years of my life, but that was mainly to do with the uh, the playing of rugby and uh, other activities. Um, I think I'd do it completely differently this time, and I'd set up my own business, in all, in all honesty. That's not to say there's not without benefits for education, but those uh, thoughts we could talk about at great length on another occasion. Um, another thing that I picked up on was finding a niche. So you've got to be passionate about it or there's going to be no longevity in it because you're clearly 
going to get bored talking about something that uh, you have no passion or interest in. And you need to own that space as well, i.e. you need to be an authority in that space in many different ways of becoming an authority um, in your space. And like Stephen says, trial it. Just go out, you know, screw it, just do it at the end of the day and, and then collect the data. That's the key bit that most people forget to do. Put stuff out there, see what works, see what doesn't work. Uh, get known for speaking about that subject where your potential customers, if you're looking to monetize it, obviously go. What platforms um, are they talking on? What forums? Um, as I said, there's many things I could talk about here, but I think I'm going to go with last one being sales. Uh, I totally agree with Stephen on this one that having sales skills is imperative um, for a startup entrepreneur. If you're going to have any sustainability with the business, you need to be able to learn how to sell from day one. And this comes from somebody who didn't think they had the ability to sell myself. I really didn't. Scared the living daylights out of me having to actually speak to people and sell something. But when it came down to it, I actually found I was good at it as well. Um, And I did that by reading a lot about it. Um, one book I would thoroughly recommend the ultimate sales machine by Chet Holmes. That's C H E T and then surname H O L M E S. It's almost, um, uh, a template for conversations that you're going to have with regards to, to selling something and understanding the different minds of the customers you're going to be selling it to, uh, different techniques that you can use, um, mirroring customer language, um, all that kind of stuff. So I could go on and on. Really enjoyed listening to Stephen and massively, massively looking forward to hearing Don McGregor, his co-founder from Social Change, speaking at our launch event along with Luke Massey and Sasha Atherton. As mentioned before, just go to Eventbrite, Startup U, going to be holding at the Manchester Central Library, who are we're partnering with for that event. There's also... Um, a whole day of um, free workshops leading up to our evening event, which uh, is, is limited number of people. So you will need to grab a ticket, but they are only £10. And you do get a welcome drink and you do get to hear three amazing speakers um, at our event. What you can expect um, is we host world-class entrepreneurs, startups and scale-ups, and they're there to share their business knowledge and their experience with you, um, our audience of inspired and, and ambitious entrepreneurs. They share their business and life lessons and answer the question, how and when did you decide to screw it? Just do it. Uh, you're given the opportunity to ask our speakers your own burning questions to help you move your business forward and help you become unstuck. You've also got three networking opportunities throughout the evening where attending entrepreneurs, investors, and mentors can connect and meet with like-minded, empowered individuals. Each event that we hold, including the Manchester one, is obviously going to be hosted in a really warm and welcoming atmosphere, which we want to create a supporting community of entrepreneurs who are determined to nurture each other towards growth, success, and ultimately to benefit the wider community. So we'd love you to be a part of this and I hope you enjoyed that interview with Stephen Bartlett as well. Hope to see you in Manchester on the 21st along with his business partner, Dom McGregor. Thank you.
If you'd like the opportunity to attend one of our live events with some of the world's leading entrepreneurs, just go to startupu.co.uk and click on the events calendar. That's startupu with the letter U. From there, you'll be able to see what live events we've got coming up and book a ticket from as little as £5, which includes a complimentary drink and the opportunity to network with like-minded entrepreneurs. Hope to see you soon. If you're an entrepreneur looking for funding, mentoring or support, go to startupu.co.uk. And if you'd like to share your startup story, we'd love to hear from you. Just go to the contact page on startupu.co.uk and we'll be in touch. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe and I'd love it if you left me a review of the show. To connect with me personally, you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook at Alex Chisnell. Until the next show, remember don't wait. The time will never be just right. Action always beats intention. This show is brought to you by RocketSpark, who make it easy for anyone to build a great-looking website. Each month, RocketSpark offer one lucky listener the opportunity to get a website absolutely free for the next six months to do some in-market testing of a new idea. Just go to rocketspark.com slash screw it, just do it to enter. Thank you.